Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. None of us like to think about losing a loved one, and none of us enjoy planning for that loss either. But this is a topic we have to discuss, because you and I have been in the room with clients Mm -hmm. and seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of this topic. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had so many clients come in just overwhelmed and how to handle funds that they've received from a loved one. So we did want to take some time and talk through what an inheritance could do for you, maybe some ideas on how to help you manage those funds if you're the one who's the beneficiary and the recipient of that. Um, We have talked about life insurance before as far as like how much coverage you need to get. And we're going to get some links if you're watching the podcast version or listening to the podcast version of this. We're going to put that in the show notes for you. Um, But we have talked about that. This time we're really focusing in on those who've received those funds because we feel like that's equally as important. Yeah, definitely. And just to kind of get started, there's a concept of just the hurry up and wait. And mm-hmm. to me, this is kind of something a little bit new. Uh, I know this you weren't a military brat. I was going to say, it's I know this thing. is something from the military. <laughs> so yeah, tell me a little bit about that. So the idea of hurry up and wait from the military perspective was you always had a time that you had to be somewhere and you better be on time and you better be earlier. You're not on time, but then you had to wait around. But when it comes to dealing with loss, there are going to be things that you just have to get done quickly. You've got to get claim forms completed before mm-hmm. there's a time because some types of claims, you can forfeit your right to it if you wait too long. So you've got to get that done. You've got to pay critical expenses, the final expenses, but then you need to wait. You need to pause and take some time to grieve. And and I'm going to talk to you guys from my personal experience. When I lost my mom, I had a lot of tasks to accomplish to keep me busy. And I did. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks about a year later that I hadn't grieved and it was horrible. I'm just going to be brutally honest. It was horrible. Horrible. So you don't want to be in a position where you're making a lot of decisions when you haven't even taken time to grieve because you may later on just regret those. Yeah. What would you say are some of the things that maybe would benefit others today uh, that maybe you didn't have available to you at that time? A financial advisor, honestly. Um, I have had, I'm going to use the word pleasure of helping several clients walk through this loss. Mm-hmm. And and having gone through it myself and and known what things were overwhelming to me mm-hmm. helped me help them. And and I don't, it's not something that we make money off of. Uh, let me be very clear. It's not about that. There is a lot of paperwork, a, a lot of things to take care of. And some of it's just knowing your rights too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're responsible for certain expenses, it can help your family mm-hmm. to know your rights and know what you need to do. And having a financial advisor who can kind of point you in the right directions um, is one thing. And then the other would be a counselor. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing with losing somebody and you're having a hard time getting through that grief process yourself, putting yourself in the position to get some help with that, I think, is really, really critical. Yeah. So I believe that you were the executor, right? Mm -hmm. On Okay. So, yeah, I mean, kind of what, what was that process like? So this is why I'm a big advocate for estate planning. Um, So my mom passed away first and then my bonus dad passed away. So from legal standpoint, I was not his legal heir. Okay. Everything that my mom and him had built together in their 20 plus years of marriage um, was not actually ours as the kids, which for me wasn't as big of a deal, but he had asked me to be the executor 
um, in his handwritten will. Mm -hmm. So there was a whole process of getting a judge to approve the handwritten will because it was not an official will. And then making sure that all of my siblings could agree for more than 30 seconds (laughs) on anything so that we could get this just to where I could take care of things. Another thing that I found out that I did not know is that power of attorney dies with the person. So I had power of attorney. I had a durable power of attorney, which meant I could legally go and sign paperwork for my father while he he had had a surgery. So Mm -hmm. we had taken care of that. But once he had passed away, that was useless. Right. So even something as simple as trying to go make his, his truck payment for him, um, the bank's happy to take your money, but they're not helpful at helping you get it to the right spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very chaotic. Um, yep. So there's a lot of details like that. And then when you think about the grief that you're trying to deal with, mm-hmm. and everything's hard. Everything's harder than it should be. Um, so having an advocate would have been amazing yeah. for that process. You know, and that kind of reminds me of the the, the process, right, that mm-hmm. we aim to provide uh, and establish for, for our clients, right? And, and making sure that they've gone through that estate planning mm-hmm. process and making sure that, you know, they've got uh, an income plan, right? Mm-hmm. To, to be able to provide them with the financial security, right? Because a lot of times, you know, that is the whole purpose of that mm-hmm. life insurance is to, to ensure the, uh, the, the survivors, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the stability that they need to, to continue afterwards. And, and, and I'm going to say buyer beware here, too, because mm-hmm. having a helper is wonderful. Having an advocate is wonderful. But you're going to have a lot of people offer to help you through this process. Mm-hmm. And many of them either don't have the training or maybe even don't have the best heart about it. Um, one right. particular client that I helped. Oh, she's a lover. Um, she had lost several family members in a single year, it, which was just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, the person who was supposed to be helping her. Um, didn't even provide her documentation that she needed. And so she wasn't even sure what steps to take. And this person had said they were going to be her advocate and then just really didn't do anything. Um, And then there are also people out there that that will absolutely try to take advantage of people who are grieving. Um, So do be cautious of of who you're taking alongside you on this journey um, and, and be sure that they've got your best interest at heart. I mean, this is definitely a very vulnerable time period for mm-hmm. anybody that's going through this. So, you know, having an estate plan, having a financial plan and an already established relationship with an advisor that you know and trust, mm-hmm. you know, that obviously speaks uh, or is, is a huge, huge asset. And I can tell you, I had the three people that in the past year that I've helped were not Gen Wealth clients when they came to me. Um, they came because they didn't know what to do. And they felt overwhelmed. What I did was I helped them get everything settled. Mm -hmm. And then we wait. And I asked them to wait about six months. Because I feel like if you rush into decisions, you may regret them later. Because we always say, don't be emotional with your money. And when you're in that emotional place, one example, I have one client who said, I want to pay off the house. I just want to pay off the house. And my question was, is this your forever home still? Because it was originally the plan to be the forever home. But Dynamics have changed. Mm-hmm. And um, they told me, I'm not sure. So I said, okay, let's pause. Let's just pause and we can make a decision later. That's kind of the big thing is hurry up, get the things you have to get done out of the way. Just swallow that frog, get it done. Mm-hmm. But then give yourself some time. And then the next thing to do is to decide what you want to do to create your plan. Right. And how does life insurance play into that? Hopefully you met with us prior to receiving that and we had a plan in place already for what we would do. But a lot of people, when they're thinking about life insurance proceeds, let's say it was from a parent. Mm -hmm. 
they may have told you what they want you to use that money for. And that's okay. That, that, whatever purpose they had in mind for it. But I mean, there's a lot of different things that could be used. Estate planning. If you don't have an estate plan and you've received a windfall from your, you know, being the beneficiary of some assets, now's a great time to use those funds to get your house in order so that the next generation will be in a good, good place. Especially if you have little people. Mm -hmm. I only have one kid who's old enough to inherit anything. I got six total. So an estate plan was critical for us. Yeah. Um, income planning. So if you if this is a situation where you were you've lost a spouse, you're going to need an income still. With mm -hmm. you know you've lost one income most likely. So now we need to consider are those funds as a portion of those need to be set aside to cover income planning going forward. And I mean everything that you're saying right now kind of reminds me of the acronym right that we use. Mm -hmm. Whenever we talk to folks about, okay, what are the important uses of life insurance? Uh, we use acronym LIFE, right? So mainly uh, liabilities, which is to obviously pay off any sort of outstanding debt uh, mm -hmm. that needs to be paid off. Then income replacement, mm -hmm. right? So that's a big uh, part of it and probably the most significant mm -hmm. you know, in, in all of that. And the one that gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. Income right. is not usually what people think of. Usually if people think, oh, we'll pay off the debt, we'll pay off the house, my spouse would be fine. Yeah. But... There are tasks that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that you bring to the table that may not be covered any longer. So mm -hmm. you've got to count those in too. Like for me, my husband works very close to our home. And when the kids are out sick, he's able to take off, which gives me the freedom to do what I do. If I did not have him doing that, I would have to pick that up. I would have to have an alternative option. Mm -hmm. um, he carries our insurance. Mm -hmm. So we have to plan for that. So estate planning, income planning, education funding, and then retirement planning. Those are just some of the examples of things that those proceeds could be used for that you'd want to consider before you start making decisions. So as we're talking about like, okay, if you are in that, in that scenario, right, where uh, a loved one has passed away and you've received some life insurance benefits, okay, what, what are the things that, that folks need to know in using those proceeds? As of right now, in current law, um, life insurance proceeds in most cases are tax-free. So those are after-tax dollars. You're not going to have to pay taxes when you receive them. But as they grow, you're going to have to consider, if you choose to put it on a long-term goal, what options you have for tax deferral or whether you're going to absorb those taxes each year as it's growing as well. There are some things that you can drop lump sums into and there are other things you can't. So mm -hmm. taking some time to create a strategy, whether that amount is large or small, Assigning purpose to it will help you feel more motivated to stay on it. Um, I think it will also, for me at least, it helped me feel like I was honoring the gift that was given. Yeah, yeah making sure that you're uh, being a good steward yes. of that. And I hear that word a lot from, mm -hmm. from those that have been in those shoes. It's I want to be a good steward of what's been given to me. And I love that. I love their heart in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that you know, from my experience, when you do that, it, it brings some joy. Mm -hmm. At least it did for me. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about how income replacement is, you know, probably the most significant part of all this. What uh, entails or, you know, what pertains to a good income plan using, you know, the life insurance proceeds or you know, how, mm -hmm. how do you go about doing that? For us, we treat it a lot like a retirement plan. Um, so when we're creating income plans for people, first thing we're going to ask is what are your required needs? What are the things you've got to have paid off every month and those dollar amounts? And then we ask what's the desired income? And we create a plan that allows for as much guarantees as possible for the short-term stuff, mm -hmm. uh, for the got-to-have-it money, and then 
we invest those other dollars based on when you need them for income. So we use a bucketing strategy, which you're, of course you're aware of, where money that you're gonna need now or in the near future is very conservatively invested. But money that you don't need for a while, we invest it with the hope of growth. So we take on some more volatility, some more risk when we don't need it for a long time. For some people, they think, okay, I've got this. I'm just going to stick it in the bank and live off of it. Mm -hmm. But what you've got to understand with that is inflation kills your buying power over time. So if we're wanting to make these dollars last, Mm -hmm. then using some sort of strategy to do that is really, really important. That's huge. And the whole point of that is that, okay, you've lost... Could be a, a big part of the household income, mm-hmm. and so want to make sure to to get that replaced. Uh, so, what what are the the goals, right? So, because we talked about as we put together our income plan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got to think about our required income, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about are there any specific goals that we need to plan? Like, uh, like we talked about debt, like mm-hmm. we talked about education planning. You know, how how do those fit into the, how we use those life insurance proceeds? So, every family is unique. Um, and I think that's something that uh, there's no one size fit all mm-hmm. situation. And we believe that for all financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when it comes to this, I think debt is one of those things that it's it's depends on the debt. Right. There are some debts that in the loss of a partner, you're not required to pay by law. Mm-hmm. And if you can't afford to pay it, then maybe it's time to utilize that option. But say you've got some credit card debt that you're paying a larger interest rate on. Paying that off may make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Mortgages are typically a little more difficult to justify because unless you just got it, you're probably paying a really low interest rate and the rate of return that you could possibly earn on those funds might be more attractive. Mm -hmm. So larger debts tend to be a little trickier to take care of um, reasonably. But um, setting aside assets to care for your children, whether it's daycare expense, education expense, if you've got young ones, that's something to Mm -hmm. consider in there. Um, 529s are a great tool for that. Um, UTMAs can be a good tool for that. Those are fancy terms for custodial accounts. Right. They have different purposes. We've, we've done episodes on them already before. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are both tools that you could be using for child expenses. That's that's perfect. And, you know, something that, that we also talk about is if you've got those life insurance proceeds, you know, mm-hmm. the other thing that you might want to consider is a legacy plan. Mm-hmm. Right. So if Maybe you got life insurance and through that process, you realize that you don't have an estate plan set up. You know, maybe that, that might be something good to go ahead and invest in and mm-hmm. also work through the process of uh, making sure to establish that, uh, that estate plan and that, uh, what you want to leave uh, for, for your legacy. So it's time for us to give our last two cents. Mark, I'm going to let you go first. Well, thank you. So, <laughs> so we are definitely firm believers in life insurance, and, mm-hmm. and we hope that we've taught you and shared with you a lot of the reasons why, uh, especially knowing that it can be a huge burden and you always want to be a, a good steward, right? Because mm-hmm. any time that there's a loss of a loved one, it can be, like we said, a very vulnerable time. We want to make sure that folks are well taken care of. And that's why we believe that it can be very helpful to allow your advisor uh, to come alongside you and help kind of make some of those decisions along with you. And grief is a tricky thing. So always remember, it's okay to wait. It's okay to take some time to just get used to your new normal. And and in many ways, it's healthy to figure out what that new normal looks like before you decide how to spend those funds so that you have some time to strategize and create a plan that's perfect for you in your current situation. So, you know, we want to make sure that you're able to make logical, wise decisions regarding how to use those funds. 
Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Walk team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.